Welcome to episode 21 of View from the Sideline podcast. Coming up this week, Chris is going to test my knowledge with the weekly teaser. We have the Premier League review, which includes two seven-goal thrillers, a sixth winner in a row for Solskjaer at United, Chelsea failed to impress at the Emirates, and Spurs grab all three points with a late, late winner. We'll give you the highlights from all the EFL action over the weekend, and in part two, we have our special topic this week, which is on FA Cup replays. So stay tuned to hear what we have to say on that subject, and we'll probably squeeze in an update on our predictions challenge as well. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of View from the Sideline podcast. It's Chris here and Rich is here as well. Hello, Rich. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, mate. You? Yeah, all right. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll ignore the football that's going on tonight. Well, although we'll see, um, for those of you who aren't aware, it's, so it's Thursday night, we're recording this on a Thursday night. Um, Chelsea are playing Tottenham in the second leg of the... Carabao Cup semi-final. Uh, Chelsea are 2-1 up on the night, but it is 2-0 on aggregate, so it will be going straight to penalties if it stays like this. No extra time this time. They've scrapped it. <laughs> Just penalties. So, uh, yeah, it should that, be interesting. Um, that makes me feel even worse. I thought there was extra time. No, no, it goes straight to penalties. So, mm. but I'll close my eyes. But we'll keep you. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'm sure there'll be updates throughout the podcast, and especially if it goes three one, <laughs> or even two two. No, no, I wouldn't. I'm not. No, there'll be no mention of any two two. Anyway, uh, we are going to go into the weekly teaser, uh, which I have got for Rich. Now, I have written this out, and I, I've read it a couple times. It makes sense to me. I'm hoping it makes sense to you, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> this is this, this is always a good start. Yeah. So this this one was actually submitted by a listener of the podcast. Um so yeah. So here we go. So who is the only player to score three Premier League hat tricks against the same Premier League club? So so the only so the only three hat tricks they've ever scored no, no, been no, no, against no. the same club. So it's the so the so it's the player who has scored three hat tricks against one club. He's done it three times and that is a Premier League record. He's scored more hat tricks than that in his career. But specifically <sighs> he scored three against this one club. I will give you a clue. I, I need a clue. So the club that this player scored the hat-tricks against, they are no longer in the Premier League. So there we go. Thank, thanks for that amazing clue. That really makes it a lot a lot easier. You know. <laughs> I mean, it could, could be anybody. It could be Portsmouth through well, to well, Bradford. Yeah, but it's not, yeah but you're thinking of the player. If you can, if all you need to do is think back for a player from the last 20 years in your head that you think uh, scored a hat trick against one club three times. Okay. I, I, I want to move on, but I've just got one question. The three yeah. hat tricks they scored, were they yeah. all for the same club? They were all for the same club. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Leave it with me and, I, and I'll get it wrong later. <laughs> Sweet. Just, no. They've been a bit too. I've been too easy on you recently. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, just so at this point, a massive thanks to the fan that sent that in, to the listener that sent that in. Yeah, Appreciate I'll, that one. I'll reveal the person who sent that in uh, when I give you the answer. Okay. They will be named and shamed. So we will move on to the Premier League review now, and up first is the first of the uh, the seven goal thrillers, which was the early game. It was an early treat for everyone on Saturday. It was the Wolves Leicester game. Um, well, <laughs> what a game! What game. a game! Um, it's just obviously Jota scoring the hat trick for um, Wolves, um, but yeah, it's just such an end-to-end game. And and to be honest with you, Leicester had quite a few chances throughout the game, really, to to 
score obviously more goals and obviously go on and win the game, but it just wasn't meant to be. But um, yeah, I think it, I think it could have it could it could have ended any scoreline really, literally, literally any. And historically, the the early kickoffs on a Saturday can can normally be quite dull. I think, but I mean, this game was was anything but. But you, yeah. but you, you know, both teams have have got this sort of performance in them, uh, where they just attack, yeah. attack, attack, and it's yeah. sort of that the 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 attacking element of the game certainly far outweighs the defending element. Um, but yeah, what a game! I think the the one of the key things was um, the Wolves manager's reaction at the end. I don't know what you think about that because you're kind of yeah. in, in, that, in that position. I mean, it, it's the winning goal. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's any yeah. doubt that he scored at that time. It's the winning goal. But I know he's been, he, he has since copy, been yeah. banned. But yeah, he got fined as well, didn't he? It is passion, isn't it? I think passion just takes over you at, at that point. And from and the way that the game was going. You know, they went two nil up, didn't they? And then obviously Leicester got back to two all. Then they would go three two up, and it's three all. Um, I just think it's emotion that plays a, a lot of that, and you know, it just shows that he's passionate. You know, and to, it's a it's a well earned victory, and and you know, it wasn't an easy game, nowhere near an easy game. Like you said, it could have gone either way. So yeah, but obviously Puel again. His name came up before and after the game as, as obviously a manager that is under pressure at the moment. Um, but t- to be honest with you, I think on any other day, they, they probably would have picked up the three points there. So, you know, you look at the league table, they're not in a bad position. But what obviously what's hampered them a little bit is, you know, they won the league a couple of seasons ago and maybe expectations are just a little bit too high. I don't know what you think. Well, I mean, it's not it's not often you go away from home and score three goals and 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 yeah. end up losing. I think we can say the same for, for, for Palace when we talk about that. that. Yeah, a bit later, but um, I don't I, I don't personally get the the criticism of Claude Poyot. No. I think I think he's he's an okay manager. Um, I think there's been a lot in the in the press about his his demeanour and he he's not the most excitable of managers and he's not the the uh, the most animated but I, I don't necessarily think you need to be no um, so I, I think he gets a bit of a hard a hard um, a hard time really um, I mean can, Leicester could be in a lot worse position with a manager so. Um, Every team's going to win games. They're going to lose games. It just seems to be that whenever Leicester lose, he he's in the firing he line, maybe a bit it, more than he? other managers mm-hmm. are. Yeah, but just, I don't know. He's got a hard act to follow, really, with with what Leicester did. But realistically, I think you could have put like Guardiola in there. I'm not sure he would have won the league with them. So no. Anyway, we'll move on to the Bournemouth West Ham game. Um, I think before the um, before the game, I think most probably would, on form, West Ham would probably have been favourites to win this one. But you know, Bournemouth have been a bit hit and miss recently, um, but definitely got back on top of this game and obviously some good goals actually in this game. Wilson and King, um, but West Ham they 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 struggled quite a bit in this game. Just to, I don't think they ever really got going, and and when they finally did. Turn up, they just found it so difficult to actually string passes together and, and get, you know, get the goal. But mm. I mean, I, 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 I think I completely agree with you. I think before the game, I think West Ham, I, I would have had West Ham to win that. I think that Bournemouth have been a bit inconsistent of late, but and West Ham have been playing really well. But there was there was a time earlier on in the season where West Ham pretty much did the same thing. I think they had three or four really good results in a row and then they lost a couple of games that you would have expected them to yeah. win. Yeah. But, I mean, team-wise, if you look at the team that, that West Ham put out, apart from sort of Andy Carroll coming in for uh, an, an Artovic, I don't think it's probably that different to, to the side they've put out the last three or four weeks that's been playing really well. So yeah, I mean it was it was a bit of an upset, I think. But that's not not taking anything no, away no, from no. Bournemouth. Good, good three points for Bournemouth, though. And obviously they may now get back on track. And but 
but even Bournemouth, Bournemouth, they're in a good position in the league. You know, it's, it's very tight around. You know, there's only one. There's only one point. There's one point yeah. between Bournemouth and West Ham. It's only going to take another couple wins, and they're going to be, you know, back just behind Watford again. So, yeah, good game. So we'll um, we'll move on to the the next seven goal game. Um, this one was probably I thought a little bit better than the Wolves Leicester game. I don't know why, <laughs> just because I think. I thought Palace were actually going to win this one, which is a bit annoying. But... I think we were. I think we were, without sort of sounding biased. I think we were all sort yeah. of hoping Palace might hang on. The the difference with this one for me is I think the Wolves Everton game, the Wolves Leicester game, sorry, was 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 pure entertainment. Yeah. Sort of like it reminded me a bit of like when Keegan was manager at Newcastle. That the Liverpool Palace game seemed to be full of mistakes well, not full of mistakes but a lot some of the goals and oh, it was yeah. de- either down right. to poor, yeah. poor defending or poor goalkeeping or there was an element of luck to it whereas I don't think that was the case in the in the Wolves game it's so the, it's, it's the first time this season I think Liverpool have actually looked defensively quite shaky at times yeah and and not and this is no <clears throat> this is not bringing Palace down at all but Crystal Palace are not known for scoring a lot of goals in games at the moment. And to score three at Anfield is is something, and I'm, I'm sure Roy Hodgson will take something from that game, even though they've lost. Well, they scored three yeah. at the Etihad, didn't they? Against yeah. City, was that three-two? Yeah. Three-two. Yeah. Well, I th- 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 there's there's two ways to look at this, and I, I think it it depends on which way, which which sort of side of the fence you sit on. So you can say that Liverpool looked vulnerable in the respect that they were pushed all the way by Palace, a team you would you would expect them to beat. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a game where they were pushed by a team that they should be beating, but they still won. So at, at what point, I think for Liverpool's title ambitions, it's almost as if, well, when are they going to slip up? Because even, when when, even when they're involved in a game which they should win, but they're not playing as well as they can do. They're being put under pressure. They're conceding yeah. goals, yet they still win. And that's that. That's yeah. the thing. I I I I do personally sort of lean more towards, crikey, when are they going to slip up? Because if you're a City yeah, fan yeah. and if you, and you're looking at that, and you see that either Palace have scored three goals away, or that Liverpool are down to ten men, or I mean. Palace, well, I think they scored just after the half hour mark, didn't they? And then Liverpool equalised not long, well, into the second half. So I mean, they weren't ahead for that long, but awful guy. Did you see the the the, the Salah goal was just? I don't know what the keeper was doing. Yeah, like, but if you you mess. listen you listen to a lot of Palace fans, and they won't say anything bad against him because he's been at the club for so long and he's it's been such a good first... servant. First game for a year, wasn't it? I, I saw. Yeah, I think it's something like that. But he, I did hear a Palace fan talking about the when when he when when he made his debut for Palace and he made a, a, a an awful error in that game as yeah. well, and everyone was sort of saying well, he should never play again. You know, like tongue in cheek comments. Yeah. Um, but I think he's I think he's been there something like fifteen years or ridiculous something right? like that so i mean but fair play fair play to the fans i mean they they won't they won't hear anything said against him even mm-hmm. though he's made a bit the, of a howler but the best, um, sto- the best story to come out of that game was the fact that milner gets sent off by his old pe teacher john oh, moss. yeah that was classic <laughs> <laughs> that was classic <laughs> i reckon i reckon john moss has been waiting for that moment for a year because obviously milner's he's he's no he's a he's a veteran of the premier league now he, yeah he is yeah in, you know, he's probably John Moss probably been waiting for that one for a while. Yeah, I expect <laughs> but, so. Yeah. Although it was rightly deserved, he was right. No, it was a red card. It yeah, two, it was a two, red card. Two yellows, yeah. So. Um, but yeah, it was a good game, a uh, very good game, and I think you put that in front of anyone that has never watched the Premier League. You know, they, they thoroughly enjoy that one. And yeah, it's just a bit. Yeah. You know, obviously, after Milner gets sent off, you know, Palace switch off at the back a little bit, and obviously Mane gets through and scores the goal, but. Yeah, they weren't done passing. They got it back to four three. So, uh, and another team scoring three goals away, and unfortunately not getting three points. Mm. So, um, Man United, Brighton. So this is an, yet another win 
for for Oli Gunner. He's he's going to make himself some sort of a legend. Uh, yeah, it's getting it's getting a bit boring now, isn't it's it? Really? Silly, isn't it? I, I yeah. like the losing games, <laughs> but they, uh, it's they, Paul Pogba. It's just they just look a completely different side. They just look so so different. I just, um, it's, it's unbelievable where, isn't it? like the difference in how they play, their attitude towards the game, and and look, I just said Paul Pogba actually showing, you know, that the, the money that they paid for him, you know, that is what what they should have been getting from the start. But I'd yeah, just... but I know, I know I'm not one to, for for the uh, I told you so's, but I, I I remember sort of sticking by Pogba earlier in the season. Yeah. And I, I always had a bit of faith that that he would come good. Um, I think it's pretty obvious that uh, the the relationship he had with Mourinho wasn't wasn't healthy for either of them. <laughs> yeah. But I think that he I think he'll make any team tick. I think whoever he plays for, if he plays well, they play well. Um, the, the, I mean, two one at home against Brighton. Nothing against, not taking anything away from Brighton, but I think the, the way United have been playing, you'd probably expect it to be a bit more comfortable. But yeah, a win's a win. Rashford's playing probably, I think, the this best football of his career. They showed, um, they showed a still of. I saw it on Twitter. Someone like froze their screen just as he was about to kick the ball in the back of the net. And it said, "How am I supposed to tell anyone that this this ball ended up in the back of the net?" And he's literally got two defenders in front of him, the goalkeeper in a good position, and he still manages to get it in. So, yeah. You know. the, the, the the one thing for me with this game, and again, I know it was only two one, but United had something like twenty attempts, twenty attempts on goal, and that is that's that's a stat probably taking you back to like the Ferguson days when. Your Giggses, your Skulls, your Beckhams, all those, Van Nistelrooy, all those sort of guys were playing where United's attack was just unbelievable. Um, And I don't think you would have had anything like that when Mourinho was playing. And you've got to think Lukaku's not even getting on, not even getting on the, on the pitch. I mean, he's on the bench. So um, I'd be surprised if he didn't get it. I'd be I surprised did. if they I, didn't give it I, give I, it I, to Solskjaer full time. You, I, I hold my hand. I didn't expect him to do this well. To be honest, with you. <laughs> no, you but just, it's just a bit of unity. I mean, it, yeah. it, it it sort of says something about when they talk about getting some of the old players back and knowing the ethos of the club and and that. Yeah. And I, to be honest with you, I've never necessarily agreed with that. But I mean, I think in this instance, it's cer- certainly working. So. Yeah. Um, if you think where they are, where they were in the table to where they are now, I mean, it's a complete turnaround. And I think, like Arsenal in particular, I think they would have thought that United wouldn't be a threat this season. But now suddenly no. they're um, they're right behind them. I mean, it's only goal, it's only goal difference <laughs> uh, that separates them. So luck- luckily, Tottenham and Chelsea got quite a good goal difference compared to Arsenal United. So hopefully, we can hold them off for a bit longer. Mm. But, um, Move on to the Newcastle Cardiff game now. Um, uh, Newcastle, a good three points for them, I would say, a good win. But Cardiff's defending again has, has let them down tremendously. Now, the first goal, this the Shah, he's a defender. He literally ran through about four players in Cardiff's penalty box and just hit it in the back of the net. Yeah, and no one even went to go and, and tackle him. It's just unbelievable. I think one of the things for me about this game, and um, I did, I did hear it said over the weekend as well that it's it's almost like um, Cardiff approached the game um, as if it was a game against a team that they wouldn't beat, like a, where a point would be a good result. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. say for example, I don't know if they if they were at home against Spurs, for example, and a point. At home to Spurs for Cardiff would be a good result. They'd they'd set up in a certain way and they'd sort of defend and they'd go on the counter or however they set up. Um, and it's almost as if Cardiff gave Newcastle a bit too much credit that yeah, they yeah. thought that if they could go there and get a point, it'd be a really good result. When realistically, if Cardiff had of won. I don't think that would have been that much of a surprise. No. And I think there was an element of it of being a, a bit disappointed with how Cardiff played on the back of that. I mean, to be honest with you, if you go, to, if, if Newcastle score three goals against you, you're, you're, 
you've defended pretty poorly because they're not they're not known they're for, not um, for the goals, are they? No, no, absolutely. Yeah, I was just I was just a bit disappointed with Cardiff. I thought I think you're right in what you're saying. Like almost their mentality was, you know, if we can get a point here, you know, we've done well. And unfortunately, I think that they've just they've just rolled over a little bit for Newcastle and uh, made it a bit too easy. I think. In the yeah, end. I mean, a, a, a point would have been okay. I mean, Newcastle have leapfrogged them. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're two points ahead, but um, yeah, I mean, I think we'll, we'll come on to the other the, the bottom yeah. two teams later. But I, I think Cardiff and Newcastle are, are in a fight. They're in a bit of a scrap, that's for sure. The Southampton Everton game. Um, another win for Southampton. Um, I think they are another club that's benefited from from changing managers halfway through the season. Um, but I'm sure you've got a few things to say on Everton, Rich, because you normally do. So. <laughs> I just, I just, I, I, I sat, I, I was there on, I was, I sat there on Saturday, and I yeah. looked, I looked at it, and I thought, I, I, I called it. I called it on the podcast last week. Yeah. I said, although Everton, they, they played Bournemouth, they're, they're not totally convincing. But I bet against Southampton, they don't put in a performance and they end up okay. losing. And, they, uh, and um, I, someone summed it up perfectly over the weekend. I just find Everton un, unentertaining to watch. I find them boring. I find them boring to watch. They just don't... Um, so I'd rather talk more about Saints just yeah. just briefly, if I'm honest. I mean, it's although they, they, their form has drastically improved since since the change of manager, they're still only three points out of the relegation yeah. zone now. Yeah. Three points is a buffer, obviously. I mean, they're not in the relegation zone where they were a week or so ago, but um, I think I think he's doing a good job down there. The players look a bit more a bit more lively, a bit more solid at the back. They, they seem to be scoring goals, which is something they struggled with before. But fair play to Saints. But yeah, um, I don't know. I, I could go the extreme and say, as far as I'm concerned, the Premier League's only got 19 teams because Everton don't exist. <laughs> but I, w- I won't quite go that far. They, they're just sort of a a, a nothingness <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes you you watch games and it's just I would rather watch Huddersfield than than Everton. Yeah, I don't think I don't think many people want to watch them, and it's not it's nothing against them personally. It's just no. I just find them so frustrating. Every year, everyone says the same thing. This is Everton's year. They're going to yeah. push for they're going to push for top six, and they buy these players, etc. And I don't, it's I just, don't, it just never happens. It's creativity with them. I don't think they have many flair players in in the in in their squad. And there's no one really. Uh, Sigurdsson is a, is a very good player, but and Richarlison is okay. But other than them. Individually, 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 they've got good players. Just collectively, there just seems to be something missing. Anyway, we'll move on. Let's move on. Well, Watford Burnley. I don't think we'll be invited to Goodison Park anytime soon, (laughs) Chris. I think it's what you were going to say. Hey, hey, you said it, not me. Uh, Watford Burnley. it was, yeah, let's uh, move on. It was, uh, it was an even game. <laughs> yeah, just one, just one thing on that. I'm, I was surprised Joe Hart was dropped. Yeah. Uh, well, they, so I think I think Heaton was back in goal, wasn't he? <laughs> oh yeah, he's back from injury though, isn't he? I did say I did say this a couple podcasts ago. I said when he comes back, do, will Hart get dropped for him when he's fully fit? And he answered my question there because well, he, he kept a clean sheet. Was, it was pretty. I mean, Watford played better first half, and Burnley played better second half. But yeah, I mean, the the point for Burnley sort of takes them a little bit further away from relegation, but yeah, um, doesn't really do a lot for Watford. But yeah, it was a bit of a nil nil. Not a lot to You're report. Always get one. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Oh, this is gonna be fun. So the Arsenal Chelsea game. Hmm. Now, now, now. Um, Chelsea or, didn't. Chelsea didn't or, turn up first half uh, at no, all. It, but, they literally uh, went about this game the complete wrong way. Right the, from the get go, they just looked so nervous at the back. David Louis, I think he gave the ball away about three times in the first two minutes of the game, and I was not surprised that Arsenal went one up. 
started playing a little bit better. And then again, it was a bit of a lucky goal, the second goal. I don't, he, he doesn't mean to do no, it. No, he doesn't mean to do it. But no. I mean, he's pretty much unmarked Still, on the penalty it. spot. So, I mean, I mean, he was literally the only Arsenal player in the box. It's Whether it goes in off his off his backside or his shin or his knee, I mean, he, yeah. he's unmarked. So, I mean, I, I just I, I, what I'm interested in to get your views on is is what what the what Sari said afterwards mm. about the team being hard to motivate, and there was a lot of talk, like sort of after the game, that he's pretty much signed his own letter of resignation, if you like, well, and that. That you, you, that when you openly come out and because there's he's got players there that don't that that don't suit his style of play and he's not going to change his style of play because in the past it's been successful and yeah he's playing Hazard he's, and Kante out of position taken, and I think he's taken this for him he's taken a step in the right direction by obviously bringing in someone a striker that he trusts whether it pays off. You know, Higuain has never played in the Premier League before. You know, he scored goals in Italy. Some would probably say that that's not a difficult achievement. But I think we're going to have to wait and see if if this pays off. Obviously, they've let Morata go. Um, He's gone to Atletico Madrid. Um, So I think they've made... The the, the board are obviously backing Sarri because they've... You know, they he said that he wanted a striker. They've gone out and given him a striker. They've started offloading some of the players that he doesn't feel that are going to get game time and, and probably taking up a bit of the wage budget, i.e. Fabregas, Moses, both leaving, have left. So, you know, I don't think that the formation that he was playing, he's obviously playing Hazard out of position, like you said, as as, as in that false sort of nine position. Um, I thought we played a lot better when Giroud came on. I thought with someone to actually aim for in the box, we looked a, a bigger threat because obviously putting balls in when you've got William, Pedro and Hazard, you know, it, you're not going to win many headers in the box, those three. You know, count, counter-attacking, we were, we were good because we had the pace, but... It was just someone there to to finish, but obviously going back to your original question, um, you know, manage. Sometimes managers do come out and they say these things. You know, he's saying that they're hard to motivate. Maybe this is one of those things where, by him saying it, he's hoping that it does motivate the players. But I think that's going to be down to the the players individually. I know, Mar- you know, when Mourinho did it, it didn't end well. <laughs> You know, he, he lost half the dressing room, including Hazard, and, and, and obviously we had that really bad run and that finishing tenth. But you know, uh, I've seen enough. I think I think I've seen enough in Sarri in the first part of the season to know that I don't I don't think you know. I saw someone the other weekend saying he, he's the next VS Boas, he's the next Scolari. I don't think he will be. I think you know. I think that. I, I think be, if you'd if you'd I said to, to a lot of Chelsea fans at this at this stage of the season you'd be fourth I think they probably would have taken it I said I, yeah exactly I don't we're, we're still in the comp for the next two minutes at least we're still yeah. in every competition you know that we've been a part of I, I wouldn't you know we we had it pretty easy in the Europa League I don't think you know we were, we were tested that much to be honest with you and in the league we haven't done that bad you know we have lost a couple games we shouldn't have lost, but we've lost against teams that you'd expect us to lose against. But then mm. we beat Man City, you know. I think, no, I mean... There isn't consistency at the moment, I would say. And I, I just think, I think with Higuain being there, I think we've got someone there, like Giroud, who, who they've got, you know, who they can aim for in the box. I just... You know, I just, I, 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 just I mean, don't want us to be predictable. That's the thing. I think at the moment, I think teams have sussed, sussed it out, and you know they're obviously we've got a Kovacic, um, Jorginho, and Kante in the middle. 
a lot of teams and now when they play against us they make sure that Jorginho can't play those balls over the top yeah he's he's been he's been quite ineffective I think I think yeah, he started the season off quite well but teams have, have wised up to it they, they know yeah no I agree I agree I mean I think personally I mean just before we move on I, I'm not. I think the one thing Chelsea needed was a striker. I don't think there's any sort of yeah. uh, any doubt about that. Personally, I'm not sold on Higuain. I, I don't. I don't think he is as good as he used to be. I think a lot of what you're paying for with him is the name. And what I yeah. mean, if you look, I, I think of him in the World Cup. He was Very awful fun. at the World Cup. He, he was terrible. Um. Yeah. I mean, age-wise, I mean, he, he's not at the end of his career yet, but. He hasn't really done anything for Milan this season. I think there's almost... I mean, he may prove me completely wrong. He may go on and score 15, 20 goals from now to the end of the season and push Chelsea into Champions League. I just think but they, they, I, they I might did, be I just better just getting him at the start of the, at the, start of the season. I, th- I, I, th- I think they would have been better off if Morata wanted to go, let him go, use what they've got until the summer... And then go out and get because you're never going to get your, your ideal signing in the January no. window. But I would have I would have held fire if I was them, and I would have yeah. I would just have a, waited till the summer. Just a quick one. I don't know if you're aware, but Thierry Henry's been sacked from Monaco. I'm not surprised. Um, I'm not been, surprised at all. He's been let go, and apparently they lost it. Thing, they he, lost he, in he, the he cup, five, didn't they? they? Lost. Well, yeah, and they lost at the weekend. They lost five-one at home. I did hear the guy that's favourite to take over is the it's guy the he, he replaced. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jardim. Yeah, yeah anyway. Go back. But yeah. Okay, anyway, we better, we'll we better move on. We'll, yeah. we'll touch on Huddersfield Man City. Huddersfield quickly. City. Uh, just a standard win for Man City. I don't think many would have bet against them not winning this game. You know, Huddersfield didn't really put up much of a fight. Um, I think it was just an expected result. Yeah, it 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 takes it Good takes up. me back to four, five, six weeks ago when we were just saying the same thing about City yeah. week in, week out. I mean, credit where it's due. I mean, they they are keeping the pressure on Liverpool. Um, I think there's... I think I'm right in saying that there's there's pretty much every game from now to the end of the season, or a high percentage of them, either Liverpool are playing first, or I don't think they're ever... I don't think they're playing at the same time. Uh, well, Liverpool have got three home games in a row as well coming up because obviously at, they're, at the start of the season they, they played away games, didn't they, for a bit because of the ground. Yes. So yeah. they, they've got more home games left as well. So. Well, I mean, Huddersfield, I think, are in a in, in, in a spot of bother now. I think there's probably some people that are saying that they're, they're gone already. But, well, they haven't gone um, yeah. Well, they have now. They've got. Well, they, yeah, they have so now. I mean, they didn't the at the Dortmund time. Under twenty-one manager or something, wasn't he? That they I thought, got, yeah, I uh, thought he was the Dortmund reserve coach. Yeah, or, or something. Uh, I think the setup in Germany might be a little bit different, but I mean, good luck to him. No, I, 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 mean, don't, I don't think it will keep him. I don't think his no, main aim here is to keep them up. I think his main aim now is to steady it and just to look to the build summer. for next year. Build yeah. for next year, absolutely. But well, I mean, I I'd be, I'd they'll lose. Be... I don't think they'll lose many players. In all fairness, no, I don't. I mean, I'd, 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 I'd like fight. to see him if they are going to go out of the Premier League. I'd like to see him going out fighting, which I'm sure yeah, they will. Because I, I like Huddersfield. I'm a, yeah. I am, I am a fan of them. I think, I think they do. Um, they do ashamed. themselves it proud. Would be a shame to see him go, but yeah, it's just a bit yeah. late now. Um, but yeah, we'll move on to the Fulham Tottenham game. Has this game um, gone to penalties yet? Uh, they are in. They are an injury time. They're in the third minute of injury time at the moment. Okay. Um, they I'm took not, the I'm not watching it, Chris. So you're going to have to um, provide yeah. updates. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll just 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 touch on Spurs very quickly. Um, everyone thought that uh, we would struggle without Harry Kane, um, and then obviously losing Deli Ali partway through the match as well. Um, I mean, my quick summary of the game would be: I thought Fulham played. I thought they played pretty well. I think they probably deserved to be ahead at half time. I think Spurs dominated the second half. I mean, they literally just outpassed Fulham completely. I mean, they didn't have the cutting edge that that maybe they would have if Kane was playing or if if Son was there. Um, 
And we, I mean, Spurs are a bit short on, on options up front. I mean, I'd be immensely surprised if they do go through tonight with the... Um, well, with the team they've got out. But um, I think... Oh, here we go. Penalties. I, I think Spurs deserve to win. Um, I think Harry Winks played played very well. The Probably one thing with Spurs, yeah, yeah, but the one thing with Spurs for me is, isn't it strange how now? Well, I mean, I get it more than you do, but as a Spurs fan, you're actually disappointed when Sissoko's not playing. Now, sort of oh, yeah. six, seven months ago, you would have gone, well, I don't, I. I'm, I'm glad he's not playing. He, he he's not performing at all. But I know he's back in the team tonight. But you actually, re- since he's come back into form, and all credit to him, he has been a, a, a mainstay in that team and probably one of the first names on the team sheet. But when he's not playing, especially in a game like that against Fulham, where you want someone to to pick the ball up and you want them to drive forward with it, you really, really miss him. Um. But the interesting thing with with Harry Winks's winner is if you, he started the move just outside his own yeah. penalty area, mm-hmm. and then he literally runs on a curve from one end of the pitch to the other and manages to get on the end of the cross. And in Kudu's cross, I mean, what a cross that was! And I, I liked his tweet afterwards where he um he he, he said hello, do you remember me or something like that? Because obviously he hasn't <laughs> he, he hasn't played for so long, so. Uh, fair play to him, but yeah, I'd, a lot of people have said Fulham probably deserved it, but on the other way, I think I think it was a battling performance from Spurs, and it was a good three yeah, points. Yeah, no, it was a good it was a good win for Spurs. I think you know, mentality wise, obviously losing Kane, Ali, you know, you, you, a lot of people would have thought it probably would have affected them more, but. You know, fair play. They came out. Well, fighting. it's probably just as well we lost Deli Ali. Well, we didn't lose him before we did because he got the equaliser, obviously. So, yeah, yeah. But three points is three points. You've got to take it any way you can. So yeah. So well, that is the end of the Premier League review. So we're going to go straight into the EFL review. And Rich has got the Championship and League One. Yeah. So in the Championship, uh, it's getting close at the top. Uh, two of the top four lost at the weekend. So Leeds, who are top of the table, lost 2-1 away at Stoke, uh, which probably is a bit of a surprise. But if you think of the players Stoke Stoke have got, maybe maybe not so much. Um, and fourth place, Sheffield United, uh, they lost as well. They went down to a 1-0 defeat away at Swansea. Norwich took advantage of, of those two losing and they cut the lead at the top to just one point. Uh, they beat Birmingham 3-1 at home on Friday night, which um, obviously with the way the results went at the weekend, that actually turned out to be a, to be a pretty big win for Norwich. Uh, Middlesbrough and Derby, they make up the playoff places in fifth and sixth respectively. Uh, the form team of the championship, Hull City, their winning run came to an end. They drew two all away at Villa, which still isn't that bad of a result. So they stay in eighth. Seventh place Bristol City claimed their fourth win in a row with a 1 0 uh, away win at Forest, which is a really good result for Bristol City. Um, so that was their fourth win in a row. Uh, I think so that's four wins out of the last five. I think the other the other one was a draw. Um, so currently the table only eight points are separating Stoke in 15th and Derby in sixth. So it's pretty tight in the middle of the championship. Um, but at the bottom, normal service was resumed uh, with all of the bottom five teams in the league losing at the weekend. Ipswich remain rooted to the bottom and seven points from safety. They lost 2-0 away at Blackburn. The three teams above them, though, they're only separated by three points, so it's still really close for the other two relegation places. Rotherham are in 21st and Bolton are in 23rd and Bolton lost 2-0 um, at home to West Brom in the the last game of the weekend, so that was on Monday night. So yeah, it's um, it's certainly all to all to play for uh, at the top of the championship. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, the bottom, it's probably a bit more. Well, Ipswich especially, but I, I guess yeah. there's there's <laughs> there's still. I mean, the the relegation places that there's sort of three or four teams that that. Um, uh, are trying to get out of the two, the two other or the, the relegation places. So, 
uh, we keep an eye on that. So, um, quite a similar story in League One. Um, it's very tight at the top, top of this division, where there's only five points separating the top five teams. Um, Portsmouth are still stop, are still top. Sorry, despite losing their second game in a row, they lost two one away at Oxford, who are just outside the relegation zone. So, uh, probably a bit of an upset with that one. Uh, Luton, they managed to close the gap. They beat uh, sixth place Peterborough 4-0 at home. So a great win for Luton. Um, but Sunderland, um, they again failed to take advantage of Portsmouth dropping points because they do still have a game in hand on Portsmouth. Um, but if they, if they win, they'll go level. Yeah. I think they go level with Luton. So only a point behind Pompey. Well, I, but... I saw today that their top one of Sunderland's strikers is just up and left. He's just gone. Oh, is he? Just he? He just said he wants to leave and he's apparently cancelled his contract and he's he's on his way to Bordeaux. Yeah. So, oh. yeah player power. Oh. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but that uh, that draw for Sunderland, uh, they drew one all away at Scunthorpe. It's their fourth draw in their last five matches. So they just, they're not losing, but at the same time, they just can't seem to win. Um so, yeah, I mean, these are results they may come to regret later in the season. Um, Charlton and Barnsley are fourth and fifth, so they're in the playoff places, and they both picked up wins at the weekend, with Charlton scoring a penalty in the last minute um, to grab a 1-0 win at home to Accrington. Have you seen the video? Have you seen the video of the celebration? Is it? Um, I don't think I have. Right, so well, they get a penalty in the last minute, and uh, the Charlton player scores, and then some of the fans. Oh, is so he, he get injured? Does he? Well, one he... of the fans sort of is running up to him and slips. Slips. And his, yeah, his, I have his, seen it. Yeah. I didn't realise it was that game, but yeah, his, 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 <laughs> his foot, his foot ends up in a, a rather compromising <laughs> position. Uh, anyway, he, he sort of takes him out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and Peterborough make up the final playoff spot in sixth. But as mentioned, they lost. They went down four 0 away at Luton. Um, at the bottom, uh, all of the three teams, uh, the bottom three teams, all lost, meaning Wimbledon are now seven points from safety after Oxford's win. Bradford and Bristol Rovers uh, are only four and five points respectively above Wimbledon. And Plymouth make up the relegation places, but they did claim their third win in a row with a 2-1 home win against Coventry, meaning they're now level with Oxford. But but I think Plymouth actually played midweek as well, and I think they won again. Yeah, I know the worst thing. I know a lot of the teams that were in the FA Cup a couple of weeks back, I think they've played. Yeah, I'm sure. They overall played against Lincoln. Yeah, I'm sure there was... um, I'm sure there was two games midweek, and I'm sure Plymouth won again. So, I mean, that would have been their fourth win. Yeah, so that's League One. Okay, so going on to League Two, uh, Lincoln. Uh, have Spurs they... just missed their third penalty? I think they have. Uh, I know it was 2 2 at the time. Yeah, Eric Dyes just missed. Dismissed. Sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, Carry on. Uh, Lincoln uh, won at the weekend. They also won midweek as well. Um, so they have got quite a healthy lead now. They're six points clear at the top of League One. Uh, they beat Grimsby, uh, who were down to 10 men on Saturday. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, Bury have actually moved up to second. So we've got a new team in second now. Um, they beat uh, Forest Green Rovers 2 1 away. Which is a good result for Bury, and it puts them in. They were 1 0 down in that game as well, so they came back 1 2 1. So that pushes them into second. Mansfield also in up to third now after they um, picked up some points away to Colchester for the game of the day. Um, they beat Colchester by three goals to two. Colchester were 2 0 up in that game, and uh, Mansfield came back 1 3 2. MK Dons struggling, one win in the last six. They lost again at the weekend at home to Crewe. So they are really, really struggled um, recently. They're actually down to fifth now. Carlisle moved above them um, with a 2-0 win against Cheltenham. Carlisle, the second informed team of that league, only lost once in their last nine games. So yeah, they're on a good run at the moment. Uh, a Forest Green, who I did mention, lost earlier, and Colchester in seventh. 
They um, obviously lost. So, two, so four of the teams in the top seven played each other um, this weekend. So, yeah. So, but from second down to seventh, it is it is still pretty tight. There's only six points between between them now. Um, now at the bottom, well, Notts County lost to Yeovil the weekend. <laughs> Yeovil uh, won again. Spurs, yeah, well, Spurs have just missed their second penalty. Yeah. I think it's over. Never mind. It's only League Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, so, Grace. Carry on. Let's talk uh, about Yeovil. Yeovil won two 0 They have they did lose midweek against Lincoln, but you know Lincoln are top of the league. Um, but yeah, Yeovil picked up three points, which actually pushed them further away from the relegation zone. Um, so yeah, Notts County rooted to the bottom. Now, Notts County find themselves in a similar position that Macclesfield did about five weeks ago, where they're now seven points behind 22nd more placed Morecambe. But Macclesfield, I don't know, Sol Campbell, he's completely turned that, that club around. They won again at the weekend. Mm, Chelsea have just won. Sorry, just live update. They, um, uh, Wembley. Yeah, <laughs> It's, it doesn't matter. You play every week, every other week anyway. Yeah, he wants to play at Wembley. Anyway, Yeovil. Um, Yeovil. Yeah, I've done Yeovil. So we're all Maxwell now. Maxwell, <laughs> Sol Campbell. What a manager. What a legend. That's a, they've won again. I, I can't believe it. I've, you know, they've li- they are literally now just one point off Morecambe above off, them. Off, and, off promotion to the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, they were... <laughs> They were literally nine mm. points behind when he took over, and now they're one point behind. It's crazy, so, isn't it? It's crazy. So it's it's crazy like, just what, what it will. Um... He's going to walk into any team now. So can we wait? England. When Southgate leaves, it'll be England manager. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, they are. Um, you know, they are playing a lot, lot better now. And like I said, only a point behind, but it's so close at the bottom. Marcus saw 23rd on 27 points and Yeovil in 20th on 30 points. So even though Yeovil did have won the last couple of games, they are only three points ahead. And if they would have lost them, they would have found themselves in the um, in the, in the bottom two. Well, so they're I, have to they... say, I have to say, well, I've got the BBC website out and it's literally kind of saying breaking news, champagne moment for Chelsea. <laughs> Well, you've got to have a dream, I suppose, is the EFL Cup's your dream. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Well, that's okay. League Two. Right. We'll be back in um, part two uh, with our topic this week, which is around FA Cup replays, a bit on predictions and teaser answer, and what is coming up on next week's podcast. Hello and welcome back to part two of View from the Sideline podcast. Uh, we're going to uh, touch on our special topic, which is around FA Cup replays um, shortly. But I just give you a quick update on predictions. So uh, Neil was our guest from the weekend. Um, Neil scored fifteen points. He did win the round. Uh, he was it. He did. He was the only one who got the Arsenal Chelsea result as well, and I got zero. A big fat zero, which is quite embarrassing. Um, so as far as the table's concerned, it doesn't really change an awful lot. But we have got FA Cup predictions this weekend. So um, Aaron's our guest this week. The predictions have gone online today. Um, and also, just just a quick reminder, I won't, I won't reveal it all now, Chris, but if you remember earlier, I think it was in our very first podcast, we did our top four and bottom three predictions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna put them back out online so um everyone can remind themselves of of what we said uh, surprisingly close yeah, the, really i tell you what considering we're not doing very well at predictions we haven't done that bad yeah i think top four and bottom three i think from a top four perspective i think there's only one that i had in it that isn't in it um obviously some are in the wrong order and i think from a relegation point of view um, I think it's the same way. I think there's only I think there's only one team that oh, we had yeah. in the relegation zone that isn't isn't actually in it. Um, anyway, yes. Yeah, so so we'll uh, we'll get that out. Well, we'll we'll post that on Facebook and Twitter um, in the next day or so. 
and then obviously we'll, we'll be posting the updates from the FA Cup matches um, over the weekend. Uh, we have got the Arsenal United game, so so the results will start Morris. coming in from yeah. from We've Fridays. The Chelsea games on there as well. Isn't yeah, we've got the Spurs and Chelsea games yeah. in there as well. And for some reason, looking back, I put Everton in there. Why did I put Everton oh, in I there? I think you're just thinking about they're on your mind, Rich. All the can time, you man. can you have someone scoring a negative goal? Ne- <laughs> negative goals. So <laughs> I could go like zero, mate. Like Millwall two, Everton minus one or something. Anyway. I've got some good friends that are Everton fans, actually. I shouldn't really, shouldn't really say that. It's going to become a bit of a running joke. Anyway, anyway. Uh, so, so we'll move on to um, our topic where we're, we're, we're just going to talk a little bit about FA Cup replays. Um, not, not, the, not the games that have just gone from the, from the third round replays, but whether it's a good thing. Um, obviously... It adds it adds another uh, another round of fixtures to the calendar, as if teams don't play enough football already. Um, so you, you've you've obviously got to weigh that up against um, the big paydays that the that the the lower non-league clubs can get if they're um, if they yeah. get a draw and then they would they were to go away to Plus, a, to a big side and things like that. But yeah. so I mean, where do you stand on it, Chris? Well, this is it. I think this is. It, this has kind of split me in a way um, because on, on one, like you said, on one side um, that I think replays will only benefit a lower league side. I, I, I don't think I, if you've got two Premier League teams playing each other and it ends at one all, I think the last thing that they'll want is, is to play each other again. You know, like, like you said, so, you know, especially teams that are in Europe, it's hard. You know they're playing Thursday, Sunday most, or Wednesday if you're in Champions League. That hurt me a little bit. Then, honestly, <laughs> um, not you. But, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, I think for, for the smaller clubs in the, you know, when you look at League One and below, I think for them, I think it's the money side of it that that kind of takes over for them. You know, especially if they are say away to a Premier League side and then they they do get a draw and then they take them back to their home ground I think that incentivizes them a lot especially the money side of it but from a fan's point of view as well not a lot of these fans will get ever get to see Premier League players play you know at, at their home ground so no I mean I, could, I, could, I, could, I then, completely agree with you but yeah. Just, just as if if you think the one that springs to mind that's just happened is the Blackburn Newcastle replay. So, uh, bearing in mind it went to extra time, so it was not only a replay; it was another half an hour on top of that that the players had to play. Uh, to yeah. Honest, so Newcastle, Newcastle picked up an injury. The substitute that came on to replace the injured player then got injured as well. So they ended up picking up a couple of injuries. Um, and with the greatest of respect to both sides, I mean, I don't think either side would expect to win it. Uh, I mean, Newcastle historically don't... I don't, I don't want to say they don't make an effort, well, but no, they, I mean, they, they, t- they tend to field... You know, yeah, but I mean, really... they tend to they tend to field a, a, a weakened side. And so I'd, I'm not sure it's it's a competition they always take that seriously but no. I know Newcastle came out the back of it and beat Cardiff 3-0 so it may, it may sort of completely make my point void but I think that's sort of almost a prime example where Newcastle are in a relegation battle, Blackburn are there or thereabouts in and around the playoffs and I doubt an extra game was what either team wanted yeah, and that's, you know. for for a competition that I mean that that's not their priority, and I, I do kind of think that you're right that it is for your teams like your, your non-league teams or your, your Newport Counties or your um, uh, who's the team Brentford are playing Barnet. Sorry, so teams like Barnet, um, Accrington Stanley. I mean, for these for these teams to go and play the the, the big big clubs in the Premier League. That's probably where the replay is beneficial. Yeah, well, it's too whereas, for them, isn't it? it yeah. is, but if you look at tonight, I mean, 
the fact that the the Chelsea Spurs game there's what? no extra, there's no extra yeah. time it's straight to penalties, penalties. is it, I mean I, I I think extra time and penalties would be enough I mean if you look at the uh, the Saints Derby replay which I I actually thought was a really really good, good game, game. Yeah, really good game and Derby absolutely deserved to win that game but the extra time uh was really exciting i mean the last 10 minutes of the game and then extra time i mean it was end to end it was but and i kind of think that the, the the first game could have could have could have ended like that as well there was no need for the replay if that makes yeah. sense i mean you could have quite happily ended it the, the only the only slight disadvantage you get is obviously then there's a huge advantage on the home team because yeah Obviously they, even yeah, you get yeah, the replay you're not you're not going to um yeah you're not going to get the replay where where the advantage switches to the other side but i mean is, is that a big deal or not no uh, and you think in because they don't from the, it's like the semi-finals they don't do replays in the semi-finals do they they just they just do a yeah i think time. that just yeah i think that just goes to extra time yeah. and then penalties so and obviously, but I mean, back in the day, they used to they used to replay the final, final, didn't they? Yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, you'd never do that now. But yeah. I mean, I did hear that there was talk about stopping replays after a certain round, or one of the suggestions was, I think it was, well, from you know, I think fifth from, round from onwards, fair, that's, you, from you'd a stop fair replays. Point of view, you know, I think that they can, um, like you said, if if they stopped it from the fifth round, I don't, I I think that's kind of like middle ground, isn't it? You know, you normally you know normally the lower league teams would have exited the competition by by then anyway mm. um, but then it and then it would help with fixture congestion i mean just just on the lower league teams just i mean do, do they is it more beneficial for a lower league side to have a home draw and a away draw the thing is, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's really because I, I always thought it was more beneficial for them to have a home draw. I'd say home, I'd say home because I, then I would, I reckon if right, say Yeovil versus Manchester United last year, FA Cup you, third round, you, United wouldn't stand a chance. The form Yeovil are in, would they? <laughs> United Yeovil, wouldn't stand a chance. That game got on TV on BT on a Friday night. Now, if that game was at Old Trafford against Yeovil in the third round, do you think that would they they would still be showing that game on TV, or do you think they would? Maybe not. Maybe not so much. Another, another team in. in Yeovil's well, I don't know. I mean, you, you've you, you've then... got you you've got two networks showing it, haven't you? So, yeah, I mean, Chelsea are on Chelsea are on BBC this week, and they're at home. So, six, if you see maybe six Sunday evening, that game starts. Odd, what time to be playing? But yeah, they've split yeah, the games up. So it was late. But like the majority of the games used to be on a Saturday, but now they've kind of split that in half, haven't they? And they're doing. I know they're doing odd games on Friday and Monday, but yeah, you know they split it up. But you know, replay. What I, I, I think what you said before about maybe stopping the replays from a certain round, I think would probably benefit you know the bigger teams and the lower league teams at the same time you know if they're they are still in there you know but i don't know if you know this but some foreign um i know in the polish league the polish FA Cup, they actually ask the teams whether they want um to play extra time and replays in, in cup games well i mean that's an if idea both, i, I agree if both teams agree for the game not to go to a replay and go to extra time instead, then they both agree. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not necessarily for that. And I think the reason no, is, I, 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 I'm definitely a, a, a supporter of knowing what the rules are before you start playing. Yeah. I mean, I think you you either do it or you don't. There's no sort of discussion about it. Um, I mean, the, the other thing I think has to be taken into account, especially as we're going back into into the European competitions. Uh, so I think it's a, a, a maybe one, two weeks of Champions League and Europa League start again. Because you're in the FA Cup, um, so say, for example, you've got Champions League Tuesday and Wednesday, 
if you were a Champions League side and you were to go go into a replay, when are you going to play it? Yeah, especially... When are you actually going to be playing it? And it's to the detriment of that as well. I mean, let's just say for argument's sake that, that Spurs get past Palace and, um, uh, I don't know, United beat Arsenal and United are still in the Champions League and then the two teams draw each other and they have to replay, then... I, it, it it's just gonna get very very yeah. messy. I, I know there are open weeks. Yeah, well, but well, that's Europa, not Europa League. They've they have an extra. They have one more round than what the Champions League does. So they're they they play um, back to back weeks, don't they? In the Europa League, they play on a Thursday. Yeah, but that's Thursday. there's like six hundred teams in the Europa League. Yeah. something like that. Not, I mean, even our B&Q work teams in the Europa League. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, but they haven't done very well, have they? <laughs> no, we got knocked out. No, we got knocked out. <laughs> we beat Chelsea, though. Yeah, right. Um, but, no, yeah, it, I think it's just the congestion. For the bigger club, it's congestion. When are they going to play these games if they have to go to replay? But the thing is, they play these replays and they put week inside out. Because they've but, got all these other games, and then yeah, they get they get. I was just going to say, do you not think? Do you not think a lot of what we're talking about is is one of the main reasons as to why a lot of people feel the gloss has been taken off the FA Cup? Yeah, yeah come and think about it. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's, it, it kind of answers yeah, the question. I mean, personally, per- personally, I would not, I would not mind at all if replays were scrapped. Um, whether you go straight into penalties or whether you go, I mean, I would rather go extra, extra time than I'd penalties time because it gives you it, it. You know, you do get that thirty minutes of give it your all, and extra time is normally the most exciting bit. You know, the exciting bit. Yeah, no, I'd agree, and and I do, and I don't want to. I I don't want it to sound like like the lower league clubs are like charities and stuff that that we should in, we should only have into. Um, replays up until sort of like the fifth round for example but if i mean the fa cup is worth a lot and the the prestige of the fa cup is still very much alive within the lower leagues maybe not so much in like the premier league for example but from a from a financial point of view i think the fa and the Premier League and whoever whoever the governing bodies are around that, the money should be filtering down to these teams anyway. They shouldn't be wholly reliant on an FA Cup run to keep them going. Um, I think there should be enough money in, in football for these teams not to have yeah. to rely on things like that. And it's not saying that just to justify the fact that I think replays should be scrapped. I just think it's it's one of the other things that... That we that we probably need to bear in mind as to when, as as and when a, a decision on this topic would ever be made. I'm not sure it ever will be. To be honest, we'll probably just still be in the same position we are at the moment. But we'll see. We'll see. But I, I mean, my my view would be I, I've I think they. I'm not sure the purpose they serve anymore for the amount of football that teams play. Uh, yeah. Scrap scrapping replays isn't isn't going to. I think if anything, it might enhance the competition again. It might be you're not going to get that second shot if you do draw. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, you're right. I, I, I'm with you. I think on this one, I, to, to be honest with you, I think in this in this day and age now, I, I don't think that replays really suits the cup. To be honest with you, I don't. I think most teams probably see it's more of a hindrance now and. It's probably why they put out weak sides for these for these games, but yeah, I'd agree. Um, we'll have to see what they because I'm sure the FA will are going to look at it at some point as to what they're going to do about it because you know, like I said, I'm sh- if if they did a vote on it, you know, maybe that would. Um, I think you'd find I think you'd find different votes from different levels of of the football pyramid. I think you'd have. A lot of the Premier League sides probably saying there yeah, they're not they're not for replays, whereas a lot of the lower league sides may shame, but may want to do I, I it think, anyway. I think, I think extra time and penalties is is, is yeah yeah. You never know. Maybe someone someone of importance is listening and they uh, they'll take our views on board. 
but yeah, uh, I guess we'll 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 move on to the the teaser answer, I guess. And I'm yeah. going to be honest with you, I've frankly got no idea. Um, I think you should have picked a teaser from the Marks and Spencer sports quiz pack, Chris, like I did. <laughs> yeah, but um, not, all, mate, not all of us can afford to, to shop at Marks. <laughs> 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 uh, I often, I often read the sports quiz questions from from my sports pack as I'm drifting off to sleep. Um, so, based on that, I'm going to have to go for uh, a relatively well-known goal scorer. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it's a guess, I don't have an answer to what the club is no, at all. Just, I'm afraid. So I'm going to go for Harry Kane. You're going for Harry Kane. You are wrong, I'm afraid. Yeah, I knew I was going to be. The answer. I'll, I'll tell you the team. The team is Norwich. My second one. Oh, I know who it is. It's Louis Suarez. Louis Suarez. Yeah. So Louis Suarez is the only Premier League player in history. To scored three hat tricks against one club. That one club being Damn Norwich. You. You know, if you if you had given me if you'd given me Norwich, I would have got that. Yeah. Because yeah. I always Norwich, remember the one that's where the thing, he, Norwich he, is the big giveaway. He scored from that halfway line, remember? Yeah, but he faked injury, didn't he? He feigned injury and then Liverpool won the ball back and he miraculously got up and then got in position and scored. No. Uh, so yeah, so uh, the person that actually sent that in was, was my dad. There you go. <laughs> oh, I'll allow he is, that. He is. I'll a, allow that. He is a new listener. We should get him on as a guest. Well, yeah, he's a new listener to the podcast. So, is he? Uh, yeah, he started listening. Welcome. So, um, yeah, he, I know he's, he's done predictions for us. Um, before. Is he also a Chelsea fan? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Oh, that that invite is now being reversed. I'm afraid. <laughs> he's the reason I'm a Chelsea fan. But yeah. Mm. yeah. So anyway. That is about it for this week. Um, just also remember, you can get in touch with us through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the website, email, you know. Just search for us um, on any social media view from the Solo podcast. You'll find us there. So have you got anything to add, Rich? No, nothing from me. Uh, so yeah. we will, uh, as we said, we'll get the predictions stuff out over the next couple of days um, and then we'll be back next week with uh, a review of the FA Cup matches amongst other things yeah so yeah we will see you next week yeah I'm just going to end on a humble note well well done to Chelsea for reaching the um, Mickey Mouse Cup final Uh, uh, you said humble that's that's not humble well done that will be a good final that will be a good final City Chelsea so fair play to Chelsea I'll, uh, I'll be a gracious Gracious in defeat. You only lost on penalties anyway. It's not like... Yeah. Uh, anyway. All, all right. right. That's it for this week. See you later. Bye. Bye.